Hi there, it's Memory from Friends Abroad Relationship School and um, today's episode 38 of Trauma on the Screen and I am sharing a, or reviewing a film titled Why Did I Get Married? A very fitting uh, title or film for Trauma on the Screen. So there are four couples in this film and it's quite interesting actually and it depicts trauma as well as relationship challenges or how trauma is revealed in relationships we have the first couple terry a pediatrician and diane um, his wife who is a, a lawyer or a solicitor and um, we notice that terry is very particular about communication he wants uh, clear communication in his relationship however the way that he wants the relate uh, the communication it goes over to controlling actually and uh, he's also obsessed with wanting a son and i think that pressure on his wife has made her detach from the relationship and so she's too focused on her work. She is constantly on the phone. And they are traveling to a resort where they travel and um, and have quality time as friends and also share relationship tips. So on the way there, they have agreed, obviously, they are on holiday, they are off work. They have agreed that um, they need not be on the phone, but the wife is taking calls, which is making him upset. And it also goes to gets to the point where when they get to that resort, he actually ends up asking her uh, assistant on the phone to stop calling her, which is again a control behavior. And um, so the lady also at some point, Diane, in the film, she fights to avoid sleeping with her husband and it is mentioned in there that they haven't slept together for three months again an issue in relationships probably from the pressure of him wanting a child and uh, she had vowed that she was not going to have another child because she already has one child so that's quite disturbing uh, when someone puts so much pressure uh, on on you to have a child or to sleep with you in the relationship it's sort of um, a turn off i think and what she's doing is she is good at standing up for her work boundaries but she's also forgetting that she has a marriage marriage which she needs to stand up for so that is really important sometimes we forget that and we start taking someone for granted and later on in their relationship she also forgets her husband's birthday at some point and when she turns up at home and he is with his secretary she asks him to fire her because she's suspecting now that they are having a a relationship and that is quite concerning because you notice that she's detached from her husband and then she finds her husband with an assistant and that frustrates her and you do wonder where she has been herself not noticing that her husband requires uh, attention not that the husband is supposed to seek attention anywhere and he wasn't but 
it's a pause for cause it's a cause for pause really when someone behaves in that manner because at the end of the day she's been there in that relationship and not noticing him and then now that he's with his assistant having um, a birthday party she is now trying to be present and to take control and to be controlling towards him and ask him to uh, to fire this work person which doesn't really work and at some point i think we need to recognize that people um, will have had enough they do struggle and they might work hard in the relationship and they might do their best and then at some point they might feel that enough is enough so he tells her that he's moving out and um, then she realizes that she's got a problem and she talks to her friends and admits her mistakes and then he tests her because she also had tested him claiming that she had uh, had an affair and uh, he tests her claiming that he had slept with his assistant and she was okay with that which is again very concerning because you don't just take someone back when they've said that kind of thing because you want to really address issues like that we know that he was trying to test her but she didn't know that and it's helpful to reflect on such situations and not just take someone back without reflecting on what has happened and where you are going because you don't know whether someone will stop those kind of patterns or not. So that is this couple. In the end, they did get back together and uh, I think they were planning to have a child. Um, and I think they actually went on to have another child. But um, the relationship looked good on paper and um, from the point of view of their friends, they were quite a steady couple and they were fairly steady but there were issues in the relationship so these are some of the people we might come across in life and um, they look like everything is going well but it's just that sometimes some people don't fight in public or they don't show the discord in their relationships in public um, and it's good also that they manage to work through their issues the second couple is Professor Patricia and her husband, Gavin. So Patricia was sort of um, the leader of the pack because she was a relationship strategist. And the thing about it is she had this tendency to manage and help others, but she was hiding her own stuff. And when others used to question her about how she was doing, she used to just claim she was okay. And then she would jump into trying to fix others. And sometimes we do this from our own traumas where we have the unmet need to be needed. And we just try to help others, but we don't really address our own stuff. And this lady and her husband had lost a baby in an accident. And the husband apparently was holding resentment towards her because she hadn't strapped he assumed she hadn't strapped the child in the car seat and when then it was mentioned at the retreat when someone let out this everyone's secrets 
um, she found out that's what she, he thought of her and she was really gutted. And again, this is an a, a evidence of lack of openness and communication because they didn't really open up and discuss um, the death of their child and they still had a lot to grieve but they hadn't actually grieved together each of them was grieving on their own and that doesn't normally help and sometimes that kind of grief actually can drive couples apart they were grounded in their challenges but as i'm saying there were issues that were not being discussed out in the open and they pretended or acted as if all was well and i think we will find out later what that, that did to their relationship because of those resentments and um, those undiscussed issues unaddressed um, grievances in the end i think they destroyed their relationship but um, in this film um, she refused to deal with the issue of the death of her son and um, she acted as if her needs didn't matter most of the time and she as i said was addressing everyone else and that's very detrimental because we all have needs and we all need support and it is important that at some point we also talk to someone and have them uh, listen to us so that we can feel heard, understood and acknowledged and loved for who we are. So th that's this, this couple. We are going to be discussing this, um, ep this a second film about this and you are going to find out what happens to this couple with their seemingly steady and stable relationship. But they were very good at supporting the others and grounding the others, even when the other couples um, had split up. And then we have Marcus and Angela, a textbook version of um, toxic, violent relationship. A lot of trauma in that relationship, a lot of codependency. Marcus had ex issues. He had an ex and he had children, a child with that ex, and he was still sleeping with that ex. And that ex was speaking badly about the wife in front of the children. And Marcus was not really taking responsibility to fix that. And consequently, he also contracted an STD from sleeping with, um, with the ex. And the wife was very violent and she had, um, she was dysregulated, toxic, and um, she was shouting on the train. She would argue and sometimes they would argue so that they could have passionate, um, you know, bedroom marathons. And they were fighting in front of their friends and then when there was a problem where everyone's secrets were revealed it started with her actually having a problem with um, with mike uh, and what mike had done mike was uh, another friend who was there as a couple with one of their friends and in the end what then happens was that um 
Kisha, the ex, turned up at Angela's uh, salon, hair salon, um, when they left the retreat much later. And um, this was a turning point for the relationship to an extent, obviously, because um, then Angela was trying to talk to Kisha and the husband was there because the husband worked in her salon. And the husband then asked her to, you know, detach so that he could communicate with her, but she was still trying to control. And in the end, the man had to man up and be in charge. So he had to talk to both of them like children. And then he had to take space in order to to find himself. There was a lot of addiction to chaos in there. Even though he took space and uh, he manned up, when he went back home, you could see that the chaos ensued again. And even though she had decided, Angela, that she was going to stop drinking, which was another problem, she went back to her drinking again when he come back, came back home after he had taken some space. So you can notice that some relationships, unless people really heal and address their traumas, are going to be a struggle to manage. They will still fall back on their patterns because people are not healing. The next couple is Sheila and Mike, another unhealthy dynamic, very sad really, uh, because Mike um, asked Sheila to leave the plane because of her weight. And he constantly mocked his wife and humiliated her for her weight. And interestingly enough, there were three of them on that plane going to the retreat with Trina, who was a friend, but actually she was sleeping with him and the wife, Sheila, didn't know. And Sheila had to deplane because of her weight, because of what uh, Mike did to her and the humiliation. And she was asked to drive. And of course, you would think that in some cases you wouldn't bother driving uh, after being treated like that. But she really wanted to save a marriage and she was a prayerful woman and she was wanting to go there because the idea of going to this retreat to this retreat every year was to actually work on their relationships so there are secrets in this relationship and um the problem was that in the end when people's secrets were let out it was through mike because he was bitter when um angela spoke found out that he mike was sleeping with sheila at night and of course he, his wife had to drive and it was uh, snowing and it was unsafe but she did um drive up there and um, found this policeman who then gave her somewhere to sleep in the cell, Troy. And in the morning, she then uh, he then drove her to the retreat to meet with the others. Meanwhile, Mike that night slept with Trina. He walked to Trina's, uh, he crept out to Trina's room and he slept with Trina. And Angela found that out. And when Troy turned up and Angela was trying to encourage Troy, who was single, to 
hook up or to you know engage with Trina who was single Mike became jealous and then everything came out in the end that he was actually sleeping with Angela which was really sad and um, things just um, became chaotic from there and Sheila also we notice when people are codependent and they are tolerant of unhealthy situations at some point something has to give and we saw a violent side in there where she hit Mike with a bottle and he actually passed out and luckily nobody was arrested but it was something to reflect on that sometimes when you do not have boundaries you would then have to resort to violence or some such unhealthy uh, intervention in order to release those emotions. So it's important that people create boundaries. People recognize when something is unhealthy. And also, I'm sure that at some point she really sensed that there was something between Trina and her husband. But I think she was struggling with acknowledging that she was in denial. Because you can pick that up when people are like that. But I think sometimes because of our traumas, we tend to, uh, to, to shut down our intuition and we just ignore the messages that are coming through us. And what happened in the end is that um, they obviously broke up and he went back with Trina and she stayed behind with Troy. She got to know Troy. Again, another challenge there because she was healing from a, a, a divorce. And initially she didn't think that she would get through it as all people do when they are breaking up with somebody they struggle to believe that there's better and that they can actually move on with their lives uh, and um, in the end she got support from troy and she started exercising with troy which was really good and um, she actually ended up marrying him but then again you see there's this thing that i feel in this day and age we need to address if someone is broken up with someone it is important that they explore some healing because then they avoid the patterns that you know um, repeating patterns from a previous relationship and also what healing does it gives you a sense of who you are and when you are grounded in who you are it doesn't matter what other people do you know where you are you know where you want to go and you know how to get there and for Mike and Trina, they were together and then he discovered that um, she didn't like cooking, she didn't like to do anything in the house, she was just a girlfriend and then she, he was regretting now and he was asking about Sheila from other people and then when they had um, another, uh, another gathering for the professor, what's her name uh, Patricia where she was getting an award uh, the party and the celebrations they met again and he was shocked to see Sheila and uh, unashamedly he was trying now to talk to her and to try and um, and, and remind her that he was here first 
and uh, hoping that she would reconsider. But he had forgotten. And that's the thing with people sometimes we have short-term memory. We forget how we have treated someone. And he had forgotten that. And he's now trying to, to talk to this woman instead of really stepping back and reflecting on how badly he had treated her. But she had moved on and she had forgiven him and she also had forgiven her friend Trina which was really amazing so that is very important there's a, a, a statement she said there she felt helpless and she didn't feel that she would have a life without him when they broke up initially but you see this is the thing with life there is hope out there if you heal yourself you'll find someone and that is important to recognize and those are our four couples and um, it's quite an interesting uh, film and there is also a theme around racism where there is a lady in a shop these four ladies went to shop uh, and the, stop, the shopkeeper told them that you know they do not keep cash in the store and it was quite interesting because these women were, were quite capable of paying um, for whatever they were going to buy in there. But that's another issue in society to watch out for. So other lessons in this film is the 80-20 rule. And uh, we need to learn about that in relationships that, um, you know, you are going to get 80%, uh, you're not going to get 100% joy and, and feeling good, but you're probably likely to get 80%. There might be other interpretations out there, but that is the, the standard really, because you are with another human being. But if it goes below that, you need to really consider whether you are in the right relationship. And also be willing to do the work in the relationship. Be willing to notice where you are and what you are contributing to in a relationship. And then look into what you can do to improve the dynamic. Your end, not the other person. Because if you try to go there, it becomes an issue of control. Let them choose. Communication is very important in relationships. Being open and actually expressing yourselves and listening to each other. And um, the other lesson is you don't have to be strong by yourself. Let me be strong for you. This was said by Gavin and, and that is really important. It's not that we don't need to be strong, but at times we also need that support. And if we are with the right person, there are times when that person can be strong for us when we are really struggling. And it's important that we are vulnerable and we allow that and we receive from our partner. And another issue is calling each other out in friendships. And that is really key uh, for men. I found that when they found out that um, uh, Marcus had a, an STD, they had to have a word with him and two men had not cheated on their wives that was um uh, terry and gavin and that was quite commendable and they expressed that yes sometimes the temptation is there but you don't have to give in to the temptation that's why we need to manage ourselves and to regulate ourselves and for the women also 
uh, that was the good thing with uh, Patricia. She was good at calling the other girls out and telling them when they were wrong and when they needed to fix their um, their relationships, their own side of the relationship. And she also taught her friends that it's important to be vulnerable with partners. And that is a balance that we need to learn in relationships, to be vulnerable, not to uh, purge uh, in, with our partners, not to overwhelm the partner, and also not to withhold, but to parent ourselves and choose what, you know, what is ours and what we can seek support for, create solutions and go to our partner and express ourselves in a healthy way. And sometimes, you know, we can express ourselves in any way, but don't have, make the habit of um, bleeding on a partner because they are another human being and we are going to learn that in the next in the next episode of this film because you got to know your limits you got to know that a partner is choosing you and they are a human being who is free to choose and they can choose to be without you and so it is important to avoid imposing and expectations of they need to do this they need to do that they need to do that yes they can but they need to choose to do whatever they need to choose to do and you need to be able to manage yourself and that's really important and so another part of relationship is to actually when you are struggling in relationships to write a list of what's happening what's good and what's bad and um, then if the good outweighs the bad then you need to look into how you can approach your relationship reset it and start again and if the bad outweighs the good i think it's important that you really reflect on where you want to be and probably most likely let go and um, the other important part of relationships is we all have fear of abandonment and it needs to be addressed with a partner and that's also part of vulnerability in times when we are really struggling we need to express ourselves to our partner about how we are feeling and be vulnerable when there is conflict and find ways to address conflict in a healthy way I normally recommend that we do a conflict resolution hour once a week and in that when there's something that's really bothering us we need to parent ourselves before the day and then express ourselves uh, and how we are feeling about the situation our fears but also honor ourselves and make requests from our partner in a healthy way so that is this and um, there will be an episode two because there's a second movie which is um, why did I get married too and I'm looking forward to reviewing this unfortunately Judita does not have this film in a country but uh, hopefully we can uh, catch up in the episode after the next one I hope that was helpful and I hope you continue to work on the quality of your life before relationships. Thank you so much for watching and see you soon. Bye-bye.